This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Many know the poem, Twas the Night Before Christmas, and can even recite portions of it by heart. But what's really the story behind St. Nicholas? Stay tuned to learn more about St. Nicholas, the Gift Giver, by Ned Bustard, a book from IVP Kids. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. Ezekiel chapter 43, verse 13, through chapter 45, verse 12. The altar. And these are the measurements of the altar. Its base is one and three-fourth feet high, and one and three-fourth feet wide, and its border nine inches on its edge. This is to be the height of the altar. From the base of the ground to the lower ledge is three and one-half feet, and the width one and three-fourth feet. And from the smaller ledge to the larger ledge, seven feet, and the width one and three-fourth feet. And the altar hearth, seven feet. And from the altar hearth, four horns projecting upward. Now the altar hearth is a perfect square, 21 feet long and 21 feet wide. The ledge is 24 and one-half feet long and 24 and one-half feet wide on four sides. The border around it is 10 and one-half inches and its surrounding base, one and three-fourth feet. Its steps face east. Then he said to me, Son of man, this is what the sovereign Lord says. These are the statutes of the altar. On the day it is built to offer up burnt offerings on it and to sprinkle blood on it. You will give a young bull for a sin offering to the Levitical priests who are descended from Zadok, who approached me to minister to me, declares the Sovereign Lord. You will take some of its blood and place it on the four horns of the altar, on the four corners of the ledge, and on the border all around. You will purify it and make atonement for it. You will also take the bull for the sin offering, and it will be burned in the appointed place in the temple, outside the sanctuary. On the second day, you will offer a male goat without blemish for a sin offering. They will purify the altar just as they purified it with the bull. When you have finished purifying it, you will offer an unblemished young bull and an unblemished ram from the flock. You will present them before the Lord and the priests will scatter salt on them. 
and offer them up as a burnt offering to the Lord. For seven days you will provide every day a goat for a sin offering. A young bull and a ram from the flock, both without blemish, will be provided. For seven days they will make atonement for the altar and cleanse it, so they will consecrate it. When the prescribed period is over, on the eighth day and thereafter, the priests will offer up on the altar your burnt offerings and your peace offerings. I will accept you, declares the Sovereign Lord. Chapter 44 The Closed Gate Then he brought me back by way of the outer gate of the sanctuary that faces east, but it was shut. The Lord said to me, This gate will be shut, it will not be opened, and no one will enter by it. For the Lord, the God of Israel, has entered by it, therefore it will remain shut. Only the prince may sit in it to eat a sacrificial meal before the Lord. He will enter by way of the porch of the gate and will go out by the same way. Then he brought me by way of the north gate to the front of the temple. As I watched, I noticed the glory of the Lord filling the Lord's temple, and I threw myself face down. The Lord said to me, Son of man, pay attention. Watch closely and listen carefully to everything I tell you concerning all the statutes of the Lord's house and all its laws. Pay attention to the entrances to the temple with all the exits of the sanctuary. Say to the rebellious, to the house of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Enough of all your abominable practices, O house of Israel. When you bring foreigners, those uncircumcised in heart and in flesh, into my sanctuary, you desecrate it, even my house. When you offer my food, the fat and the blood, you have broken my covenant by all your abominable practices. You have not kept charge of my holy things, but you have assigned foreigners to keep charge of my sanctuary for you. This is what the sovereign Lord says. No foreigner who is uncircumcised in heart and flesh among all the foreigners who are among the people of Israel will enter into my sanctuary. But the Levites who went far from me, straying off from me after their idols, when Israel went astray, will be responsible for their sin. Yet they will be ministers in my sanctuary, having oversight at the gates of the temple and serving the temple. They will slaughter the burnt offerings and the sacrifices for the people, and they will stand before them to minister to them, because they used to minister to them before their idols and became a sinful obstacle to the house of Israel. Consequently, I have made a vow concerning them, declares the sovereign Lord that they will be responsible for their sin. They will not come near me to serve as priests, nor will they come near any of my holy things, the things that are most sacred. They will bear the shame of the abominable deeds they have committed. Yet I will appoint them to keep charge of the temple, all its service, and all that will be done in it. The Levitical Priest But the Levitical priests, the descendants of Zadok, who kept the charge of my sanctuary, when the people of Israel went astray from me, will approach me to minister to me. They will stand before me to offer me the fat and the blood, declares the sovereign Lord. They will enter my sanctuary and approach my table to minister to me. They will keep my charge. When they enter the gates of the inner court, they will wear linen garments. They must not have any wool on them when they minister in the inner gates of the court and in the temple. Linen turbans will be on their heads and linen undergarments will be around their waist. They will not bind themselves with anything that causes sweat. When they go out to the outer court to the people, 
They must remove the garments they were ministering in and place them in the holy chambers. They must put on other garments so that they will not transmit holiness to the people with their garments. They must not shave their heads nor let their hair grow long. They must only trim their heads. No priest may drink wine when he enters the inner court. They must not marry a widow or a divorcee, but they may marry a virgin from the house of Israel or a widow who is a priest's widow. Moreover, they will teach my people the difference between the holy and the common and show them how to distinguish between the ceremonially unclean and the clean. In a controversy, they will act as judges. They will judge according to my ordinances. They will keep my laws and my statutes regarding all my appointed festivals and will observe my Sabbaths. They must not come near a dead person or they will be defiled. However, for father, mother, son, daughter, brother, or unmarried sister, they may defile themselves. After a priest has become ceremonially clean, they must count off a period of seven days for him. On the day he enters the sanctuary into the inner court to serve in the sanctuary, he must offer his sin offering, declares the sovereign Lord. This will be their inheritance. I am their inheritance, and you must give them no property in Israel. I am their property. They may eat the grain offering, the sin offering, and the guilt offering, and every devoted thing in Israel will be theirs. The first of all the first fruits and all contributions of any kind will be for the priest. You will also give to the priest the first portion of your dough, so that a blessing may rest on your house. The priest will not eat any bird or animal that has died a natural death or was torn to pieces by a wild animal. Chapter 45 The Lord's Portion of the Land When you allot the land as an inheritance, you will offer an allotment to the Lord, a holy portion from the land. The length will be eight and one-fourth mile and the width three and one-third miles. This entire area will be holy. On this area, a square 875 feet by 875 feet will be designated for the sanctuary, with 87 and a half feet set aside for its open space roundabout. From this measured area, you will measure a length of eight one-fourth miles and a width of three and one-third miles. In it will be the sanctuary, the most holy place. It will be a holy portion of the land. It will be for the priests, the ministers of the sanctuary, who approach the Lord to minister to him. It will be a place for their houses and a holy place for the sanctuary, an area eight and one-fourths miles in length and three and one-third miles in width, will be for the Levites, who minister at the temple, as the place for the cities in which they will live. Alongside the portion set apart as the holy allotment, you will allot for the city an area one and two-third miles wide and eight and one-fourth miles long, it will be for the whole house of Israel. For the prince, there will be a land on both sides of the holy allotment and the allotted city, on the west side and on the east side. It will be comparable in length to one of the portions from the west border to the east border of the land. This will be his property in Israel. My princes will no longer oppress my people, but the land will be allotted to the house of Israel according to their tribes. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Enough, you princes of Israel, put away violence and destruction and do what is just and right. Put an end to your evictions of my people, declares the sovereign Lord. You must use just balances, a just dry measure, 
an ephah, and a just liquid measure, a bath. The dry and liquid measures will be the same. The bath will contain a tenth of a homer, and the ephah, a tenth of a homer. The homer will be the standard measure. The shekel will be 20 geras. 60 shekels will be a mina for you. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy and righteous God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this opportunity for us to move through these books of of holy scripture, knowing that as we hear these readings, maybe for the first time, here we are as a community of people near and far that are getting in the word together. And we thank you for that. We thank you that as we listen individually, we're not alone listening to your word. We are a part of a community getting in the word together. And for that, we say thank you. I pray, oh God, as we have moved um, through your word uh, during this time, during this season, oh Lord, that each of us has been built up, that we have been matured, that we have been reminded that you are near to us. You are a present help in times of trouble and that you are the God who knows us personally, and walks with us and talks with us along life's way. We thank you, O God, for your precious word today. We thank you, O God, for the reminders of the specificity that your word lays out in terms of how things ought to be built and how people ought to be reconciled and uh, how people must repent. And you grant to us a very orderly picture of this expression of redemption for the people of Israel through the book of Ezekiel. We are reminded that none of your words are flippant or not of deep importance. And so every measurement, everything that is noted is of deep substance and importance, O God. And we pray, O Lord, that we would be reminded that you are the God over large and magnificent things, but also over uh, the minutia, the, the small details of life, but especially as it relates to our worship and adoration of you. You, the great lawgiver, you are the one who gets to tell us how to worship you in spirit and in truth. And so when we look at the specificity of measurements and when we think about the ways in which the priests have been rebuked, uh, but yet have retained some part of their role, oh God, we're reminded that your promises are yes and amen, that you've not put them away, but that you don't turn turn an eye away from sin. It, It is a stench before your thrice holy nostrils. And so We see all of that taking place, O God, in your word here. We thank you, O Lord, that because of Jesus Christ, that we are part of the priesthood of all believers and that you have set us apart even now, even if we don't feel very much like priests. If we are in Christ, we are are priests. (laughs) And so we thank you, O Lord, for this designation. We are reminded that we are indeed worshipers and that we are called also to intercede for our people and to intercede for our countries, wherever we find ourselves. We are to intercede for our colleagues, O Lord, that you have granted to us by the power of your spirit this unique and blessed role that we don't deserve, but it is what it is. And so we thank you for it. And so right now we pause, O Lord, and we ask, O God, as each of us brings to our mind before you a people, a circumstance, a situation, and we intercede by the power of the Spirit now on behalf of that circumstance, on behalf 
of that person, on behalf of those people, on behalf of that political issue, whatever it might be, oh God. We thank you, O Lord, that we are a part of the priesthood of all believers. And so we become before your throne, your most holy throne, because of what Jesus has done, not because of our own righteousness. And we lay these matters before you, O Lord, and we ask that you would bless them, that you would bring justice where there has been corruption and mayhem, that you would bring healing where there has been hurt, harm, and disease, that you would bring wholeness where there has been brokenness that you would bring salvation to the prodigal and those who have gone astray. We pray, O oh God, as we step into this role that you have given to us, O oh Lord. We pray on behalf of all of these circumstances, knowing that we are praying to the one who is the great high priest, our Lord Jesus Christ, who is indeed interceding now over the church. And so we have confidence that when you say a prayer, Lord Jesus, it will come to pass that your prayers make it through. Uh, your prayers bring life. Your prayers are yes and amen. So we appeal, O oh God, right now to the prayers of Jesus. And we thank you, O oh Lord Jesus, that you have been praying for your people and that you prayed for us even before you ascended to the right hand of the Father and that you intercede for us now. Teach us, O oh God, how to stand in our role as the priesthood of believers. And Lord, let us honor you and the way that we intercede for others, and the way that we obey you, in the small details that we don't sometimes understand, and in the large matters of life as well. We know that obedience is better than sacrifice. So help us to be obedient to your word and to your law and to your ways, and help us to be ruled and guided by the law of love. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen and amen. Around Christmas, we spend a lot of time thinking about presents, but have you ever wondered why we give gifts? Learn about the life of St. Nicholas and discover why he became known as one of the greatest gift givers of all time. In Ned Bustard's book, St. Nicholas, the Gift Giver, told as a delightful poem, this colorfully illustrated book will be enjoyed by children and the adults who read with them. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.